everybody. And how many forgot to spring ahead? And as I was talking to Will this morning, I said, did you set the clocks back last night? He says, no. I said, well, why didn't you do some of them? He says, because we weren't going back. We were going forward. <laughs> like, alrighty then. That makes sense to me. So did you, did it mess up your day-to-day at all? Uh, a little bit. Uh, so when I was driving here, I was like, oh, like, you know, it says 2.30. I'm like, that's super <laughs> weird. And then I'm like, oh. You check my phone again, it's 3.30. There so. you go. Yeah, <laughs> I changed my yeah. clock in the parking lot when I got here. There was a couple of years, I just left the clock in my in my buck or my, my avalanche. Mm-hmm. I just left it. <laughs> it's just like I just, my brain, when I left the clock, I knew, you know, I had to add an hour to it. That's all. Yeah. But now I actually, I now that I know how to do it well, I guess I should say, now I, and I'm brave and do it. So, yeah, it didn't mess me up too bad, even though the animals, you know, they all looked at me like, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, beautiful day out, and the week is going to be fantastic, isn't it? I know. I didn't even wear a jacket coming in here. It felt amazing. Yep. Boy, yesterday's wind sucked, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. That was brutal. This has been one of the windiest winters, because my husband keeps, because he's a farmer, and then he plows snow, you know, and uh, he is pretty good at, you know, writing down, like, what, you know, the years of, on this date, this is what it was last year and the year before that, blah, blah, blah. And he even said, as he was writing down, it's been the windiest winter and you know i i can take the cold but don't give me wind with it oh. you know give me 20 below with no wind and i'm a happy camper give me 20 <laughs> above with wind it's like nah i'm staying in i'm done <laughs> wind is just brutal in general. Oh, it is it really yeah. is so anyway so hopefully you all got some questions for me i uh here for you so that's that's what i do is i answer your questions and we've got a lot of questions the big thing that uh, we got to remember this week now when it gets nice like even today it's it's fairly nice it was 43, I think, when I came in on my uh, truck thermometer, whatever you want to call it. But anyway, is that not to overdo the, it's nice, and now you want to break out, you want to go for a 10-mile walk, and your dog is not, and I should say, unless you've been going to the gym, is not, <laughs> uh, you know, the muscles aren't built up yet. So please, baby step, as mad as you want to take a dog for a 10-mile walk this this week, can you please remember to just baby step it? Don't overdo it, because that's not fair to the dog. The dog's going along with you, and you're going to, and you, you know, just because you want to make yourself sore, (laughs) don't do it to the dog. And if by chance you do overdo it, remember Boswellia, B-O-S-W-E-L-L-I-A, Boswellia, is, uh, will help uh, with your joint pains and with the dog's uh, joint pains too, okay? But you can get it at any health food store online or whatever. Boswellia is good for any ache, arthritis, anything like that. But So if you overdo it, but please just remember that. And also people don't realize this, All you all that got puppies, uh, that... Too many owners over-exercise the puppies because, you know, you want to get rid of that puppy energy. It's like, oh, he's jumping, he's biting it, and oh, welcome to puppyhood. But walking them and walking them and walking them, all that does is screw up their frame. You got to remember that the joints on a puppy don't seal until two years old. So all you guys that got puppies out there, the rule of thumb is four months old, four blocks, five months, five blocks, six months, six blocks, and that's round trip. So six months is three out and three back. All right. I mean, a standard block. Okay. Don't go what a country block is. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and you can go for as many walks as you want during the day, but they're short ones at a time. All right. And if you do want to do a long one, let's say you want to do 12 blocks instead of six, or let's say six, you know, then, then what you're going to do is you're going to sit down in between. 
you know, or let them noodle or just kind of lay down or hang out and then continue your walk. But you're better off, you know, to just do several short walks instead of one long walk. Okay. I know that might bite into your time. Well, I want to just get it all done at one time. But the thing is, is that you're going to, I see so many dogs that have early arthritis and I know what it's from. It's from people that pitch and pitch and pitch and pitch the ball. And the dog goes a hundred miles an hour to get it, slams on the brakes, you know, drops the head, pick up the object, object, bring it back at 100 miles an hour, slams on the brake again, and then you keep doing it, doing it, doing it. And the best thing, if you're going to be doing dogs under two years old, uh, if you're going to be throwing things, you lob it, don't whip it, and because you want your dog to, to go out and pick something up if you point to it and bring it to you. But as far as like whipping the ball and using to chuck it and all that stuff to see how far, no, all you're doing is messing with your dog's frames, and then you're going to have early arthritic dogs, and then now but uh, you're, the dog gets to be 5'6", and he's starting to have a get and a get, get in his giddy-up, and then it, and it gets worse and worse. So please, find other things to do. Use them mentally, brain games for dogs, brain teasers for dogs. You know, make them mentally drained. You know, people, when they come to my uh, classes, they can't get over whether it's an adult dog or a puppy dog that after an hour worth of training, the dog is or the puppy is like totally napping and the calmest they ever seen them the rest of the day. You know, they go for their walk, but the dog isn't like, wow, let's go for a walk. You know, they're very politely going for a walk. And all we did was just exercise the mind, not the body. So it's really, really important, folks. Don't become the... Don't build a bull compulsive dog, whereas you throw it and throw it and throw it and throw it. Don't do that because you know the dog is becoming bull compulsive when you bring the ball out and you just bounce it once and the whole world stops. And the dog is like, throw that ball. <laughs> now we got a bull compulsive dog. So then if you do have that, that ball goes away for at least six months to a year and you throw other things for the dogs to get it. And you lob it. You don't throw it. And you never, sometimes you throw it once and stop, twice and stop, three times and stop. At one time, you never throw the ball more than three times, and then you move on to something else. Put it away, whatever. You know, don't let the dog have it. You know, if you want them to have it, then you take it from them, and then you give it back to them. So they always know that they are to bring it to you and not run off with it. And that's another thing when people are trying to teach the dog to uh, chase a ball is that they say, well, they go get it, but they won't bring it back. (laughs) Okay, do you have a long line on them or a leash? Well, no. Well, he doesn't know what he's supposed to do with it once he picks it up. <laughs> Why well, say bring it here? And, the, and he doesn't know what that word means either. So start out with them fetching from six feet and bring it back and keep him on a leash and just, you know, he picks it up, get it, and then pick it up, pick it up. Now bring it here, 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 and, and move backwards. And so he comes to you and then start petting him like a massage and then work your hand up to whatever he got, went to get. And then gently put your hand on that object and have it long. Don't use balls. You don't want to be digging in the dog's mouth to get teach him to drop things. Have something that hangs out of his mouth, like a Buddha rope or something. Grab the Buddha rope or uh, and then just go drop it. Ah, drop it. Hey. And usually by the third eight, the dog takes it or let's go. And then put it behind your back. Because if you just hold it out in front of you, that dog's going to leap for it and nail your hand every time. And now you're mad at the dog. He's like, no, he just thought he was just going to go get it again. <laughs> That's all. So so be mindful. Keep Work him on a leash, six foot out, and then go to 10 feet. Then go to 20 feet. And pretty soon you don't need that long line anymore. The dog understands the game. And the word is get it. 
and then pick it up and then bring it here. Here, 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 here. Oh, very nice, very nice. And remember, praise him first and then work your hand up to what he's got in his mouth and then ask him to drop it. And he's going to be more often, he's likely to drop it because isn't this a wonderful game? The dog runs 100 miles an hour out, slams on the brakes, picks it up, comes back 100 miles an hour, and then you rip it right out of his mouth. Isn't that a fun game? <laughs> and so if you make it so when he brings it back, that he's, you know, he can hold it like a trophy for a little bit, he's going to be more than happy to give it back to you. Okay? So hopefully you got some questions. Give a holler. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Are you a St. Patty's outer goer for, say, you know, happy St. Patty's Day? Yeah, I won't go, like, insanely crazy, but uh, oh, okay. I'll go out for a drink or two, but, do you yeah. have it? Do you have any Irish in you at all? Yeah, I do. Oh, do you? Yeah, okay. I got a little gingery beard. Ooh, okay. <laughs> That's, like, the only... Everybody uh... is Irish on St. Patrick's Day, but <laughs> so today we're going to do St. Patrick's Day trivia. Ooh. Okay. Okay, so here we go. 651-641-1071. Okay, duh, where am I at here? Uh, what? Okay. St. Patrick's Day is camara... Camara... <laughs> St. <laughs> Patrick's Day commemorative the what of St. Patrick, okay? Communi- commemorates, there you go, commemorates the blank of St. Patrick. The marriage, the death, or the birth of St. Patrick's. We'll be right back. Hello, hello. This is the KDK9 show here for 20 years. Who would have thunked it, huh? Hey, you want to uh, hear Pat my past shows? MyTalk1071.com is the place to go to my show page, and we can check out all the shows here in my talk at MyTalk. MyTalk101. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Wake up, smell the tulips. <laughs> MyTalk1071.com. All right. Okay. Uh, St. Patrick's Day commemorates, see, I got that word, the blank of St. Patrick, the marriage, the death, the birth. Uh, let's go birth. All right. It is the death. On oh. uh, March 17th, four, ready for this? 461 A.D., St. Patrick, Christian Minnesota, bishop and apostle of Ireland, died at Sol Down, Downpatrick Island, where he had built his first church. So 461, March 17th, 461 A.D., St. Patrick's died. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay, who's up to bat? All right, so we got Sue on the line, and she has a dog with a limp. A limp, a limper. Hi, Sue. Hi, Katie. Um, First of all, congratulations on 20 years. Oh, who would have thunked it, huh? Who would have thunked it? (laughs) Thank you. You're you're amazing, and um, I sneak out every Sunday afternoon to do my errands so I can listen to your show. (laughs) Thank you. and I, I'm just always um, so fascinated with the level of knowledge that you have. Oh, wow. You know, see, this is what you got to remember, though, is if I don't know the answer, I'm going to give you one you believe. Yeah. yeah. That's, great. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. What can I do for you? So I have a nine-year-old uh, mini golden doodle. Okay. And um, about a year ago, she started to kind of have a limp. Um, we went to the vet and visited about it and... Um, they said that they thought it might be the, and I don't know the technical term, um, but the the cure for it was having some kind of surgery uh, to put a new, I don't, again, I don't know the terminology. Okay, what know. leg? Is it in the front leg or the back leg? Back. Back leg. Are you talking ACLs? I think maybe that's it. Okay. I, I'm, 
I'm not sure. Okay. Um, so at that time, they said they could do the surgery. It would be, you know, I think the 2000 for the not so good one and 4000 for the really top of the line yeah, yeah. N- new piece. Right. And they said uh, typically within a year, the other one goes. Yes. Um, so we, we, she wasn't. She wasn't limping real bad, and it kind of, kind of came and went. And we went back to the vet again, and they said, you know, maybe it wasn't as bad as initially thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I guess over the last couple of weeks, it seems like her other leg is bothering her as well. Okay. Um, and we we carry her up and down the stairs, not because she can't get there, but just to sort of ease any pain that that might cause. Yeah. Um, but um, I I guess I'm wondering in what would you do in that event okay a, a couple of questions number one you said a middle mini how many pounds is your dog 40 40 pounds is that a good 40 a lean 40 or is that a heavy 40 um she's she's um not heavy um i wouldn't say she's like real thin but she's healthy okay because the biggest thing when dogs start having joints especially the acls and such is to have the dog as lean as possible where you can feel the front rib to the back rib because obviously just like people with bad knees and hips if you're carrying Uh that extra weight that's not helping your case at all (laughs) yep you know definitely i would say she's where you can feel her ribs okay when she gets a tubber, she's pretty, she's okay. pretty small. Okay, because that's a big thing. And then the other thing is, is obviously no fetching games. And then, nope. yep, and then also, too, with uh, get ramps for the dog to go up and down, like up and down on the couch, up and down on the bed. Because if you can minimize the jumping in and just try, you know, that's uh, three quarters of it, too. All right. Okay. And so you just, and there's so many ramps out there that you can use getting out of vehicles and up and down, you know, stairs and on and out beds. So just find there's, then some of them are really well made and not, you know, heavy and clunky. And some of them, yes, you just, you just have to kind of go out there because I see a lot of them on like Amazon and such like that. Yeah. Anyway, and so the thing, so now you're saying now the original leg, back leg is still kind of gimpy, but now the other one is being gimpy, correct? Yeah. And okay. I, I have a sense that she's kind of walking a little differently to compensate for Definitely, it. I feel yeah. like yeah. I feel like her paw is sort of almost turned out a little bit to, okay. to compensate. Okay. Uh, first thing that I would do if this was my dog, remember I'm not a vet, okay? The first right, right. the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to a chiropractor. Because being that she's um, been walking off, you know, because the other one is hurting, she's been compensating, she's throwing uh-huh. her back off. Okay? So things could be pinching uh-huh. in there, causing that other leg to be funny. All right. So, okay. and, and then plus the chiropractor will help you make more of an assessment of what's going on, like with the ACLs and such like that. All right. Okay. And there is uh, supplements that you can do just like in humans instead of doing the surgery. Now, how old did you say this one was? Nine? Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a hard surgery for that age of dog because there is yeah. the, the the whole I myself I would try to make the dog as comfortable as possible and not okay. you know get her that she's going to injure injure herself. But that's a call you have to make. Okay. But by going yep. to a chiropractor, what area do you live in? Um, uh, Matamida. I don't. Uh, Matamida. Okay. Okay. Okay, because there's um, a couple of chiro- dog pro- chiropractors that people have really liked. Okay, I love um, Becky 
down, uh, Becca, down in, but she's in a diner, and that's called Perpetual okay. Motion Chiropractor, perpetualmotionchiropractor.com. And then okay. now, and then there's a, a chiropractor that will go, you can either go to their place or they go to your vet's place, okay? And, okay. and what is called Chiropractic for Everyone. Chiropractic for everyone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so then oh, that's what you want to try to do is I would start with the chiropractor treatments first and then okay. I would get her on Boswellia because that's a pain reliever. Okay. B O S W E L L I A. All right. Okay. And then, like and you it, say, keep her joints from, you know, bouncing, like jumping in and out of the car, on and off the bed, on and off the couch. If you have okay. to have her on a leash and then teach her, and I don't use treats with training, but if you have to like line the treats up, you know, to have her walk up the ramp. <laughs> oh, you know, right. Yeah. And then give it a, give it a word, you know, like ramp. Okay. So that she knows mm-hmm. to find the ramp to use the ramp. All right. Okay. And so, okay. uh, but you might have to start the ramp on the ground, you know, laying flat so she can oh, get sure. the feel underneath her paws and then just give it a work. Oh. You know, ramp. Okay. Oh, very nice. Very nice. And then when she's comfortable, then put it on a slow incline, you know, a lower incline. And so that okay. she gets used to using the ramp so she's not pounding on her joints. But, uh, ah. yeah. And then also there's some, um, uh, in, in standard process, there's some uh, supplements and it can help repair joints and such like that and muscles. And okay. I'm not sure which one you'd want to use. And that's would be a Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet. You know, you could email her and they say that you call me on the show and then okay. see for if I have an injured ACL dog or whatever, what supplements to standard process can I, should I take? Because there's so many, I'm not sure which one she would prescribe for that. Okay. okay. Is, is the Cosequin not a good option? Uh, Coco, it, it does, you know, it's it's okay, but there's other things that you can do, you know, with it, okay. you know, more natural stuff. And so I would okay. look in, look into that. And so you okay. can go to like dogsnaturallymagazine.com or healthypets.mercola.com and put in the type, you know, injured ACL uh, injury. That's what we're just going to call it, an ACL. You know, okay. it has to do with the back end. And just say, you know, what natural ways can I do work with this? Okay. Okay. So you become okay. your own advocate to, to fight, figure out what is needed here instead of, I, you know, I'm the last one to put any dog through any surgery. I had, my Brandy was, had bad hip dysplasia. She kind of hopped like a bunny. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, but anyway, and she negotiated it and she okay. lived to be 17 years old. And I would, when she was really gimpy, I gave her that, well, that time aspirin because I didn't know about Boswellia. Uh-huh. But anyway, and I just kept her comfortable and I didn't play fit. You know what I mean? She, we, so I didn't push her on her joints and she did very, very well. You know, the only okay. time you really notice that she was, you know, gimpy is if she's going up and down stairs or if she went to run, you know, she hopped, she didn't really stride, you know, type thing. Okay. But she, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, like I said, there's many, many, you know, even though we know where a dog's got an owie, we don't want them to be in pain, but there is right. other ways to do things and just like in humans. And so you just got to think that out. Okay. 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 All right. And if you choose to do the, if you choose to do the surgery, what you really is dearly needed, and this is heads up to everybody that has either done hip, uh, hip surgeries or ACLC surgeries or shoulder surgeries, shoulder, shoulder surgeries. My mouth is not working well today. (laughs) But anyway, is you need, need to have, uh, where hydrotherapy, you know, where they go on a treadmill in a pool. Otherwise the, uh, the operation is almost for naught. Okay. 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 Well, thank you. Have a good one. Thank, thank you so much, Katie. You bet. Bye bye. How do leprechauns earn their gold? Growing potatoes, picking pockets, making shoes, or collecting teeth? We'll be back. 
All right, we got people waiting. We don't want to keep waiting any longer than we have to, okay? Okay, uh, how do leprechauns earn their gold? Uh, growing potatoes, picking pockets, making shoes, or collecting teeth? I'm going to say picking pockets. <laughs> that was my first reaction, but then I said uh, making shoes, and ding, 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 I was right. Oh. According to legend, they spend all their time making and mending shoes. Then they're then stashing all their earnings in the hidden pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Oh. Okay, so I, w- I was thinking about that, too, picking pockets, because leprechauns are, are supposed to be kind of very mischievous and kind of mean. Yeah, so. from that one movie, at least. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's up to bat? All right, so we got Jesse on the line, and she has a behavioral issue. All right. I hope not personally. No. Okay, good. <laughs> hope not. Hey, Jesse, how you doing? Well, hello, Katie. Hello. Well, hello, hello. What can I do for you? I've got a sweet little pit bull. She okay. is one. Okay. She is just a deer. You know that sign, those signs people hang in their homes that say live, laugh, love? Yeah. That is her. All right. She is full of joy. She will make your heart sing. Oh, cool. She is just a sweet pea. So she's got a couple things going on. All right. And one is we've got a cat. Her and the cat are just BFF. Okay. But when the cat and the, the puppy have food in the same vicinity, the dog, the puppy, will get a little um, feisty over the food. And she, you know, they play real nice together. Mm-hmm. But when there's food around, the puppy will kind of go after the cat. Okay, so number one rule. And I want to know what to do about yep, that. You give them separate places to eat. Many, they many, yes. Separately. Okay, no, no, no. But let's no. say I put down food for, for Billy, the puppy. Then the cat comes in the room. Um, because she's, you know, Roman free. Okay. And the the puppy gets preoccupied with that cat roaming around. Okay, but now will... listen. Now listen. Mm-hmm. Go okay. Ahead. Yep. We're feeding them in separate rooms with the door closed. And okay. then once the cat gets done eating and the dog gets done eating, then you go pick up bowls and you open the rooms. Because okay. the many, many, many dogs, okay, are, I'd say like 90% of them, if there is a multiple dogs in a house and they're fed in the same room, as they age, they start getting more snotty about the feed dish, and all of a sudden fights, one will gobble and then go check out the other dishes, all right, and then fights start uh-huh. in the sewing. So I always tell anybody that's got multiple animals, whether uh-huh. it's dogs or cats, what is feeding time, you either feed them in their kennels separately, or you feed okay. them in a room with the door closed. All right, okay. so you can, one can eat in the kitchen, but then one has to be behind in a closed door behind in the bathroom or in a um, you know the laundry room or you know whatever. Where, but they're they're behind a closed door. All right, so that then when everybody's done eating, then you go and pick up bowls and the doors open and everybody's everybody loves everybody. Nobody gets hurt. So okay, you, is yeah. there something I can do if she's got a bone and she's eating a bone and the cat's and you know right? I'd like them to be able to in the same room together. Well, not when they're chewing on a bone. She makes issues, uh-huh. so if she's going to eat a bone, she goes to her kettle, she goes behind a closed door. And then when she's done chewing on her bone or anything that causes you know, a, a problem, if the cat should walk by, then that gets picked up, put it away until the next time you want to let her chew on it, and she has to go behind closed doors. Whether it's, um, mm-hmm. like I say, because in some dogs it's not a big deal, and you know, personality, and some dogs it is. And so you've got to honor that. What you want is not what's happening. So so you've got to work with what you've got before somebody gets hurt. 
Okay. Because you may say, well, I've had other dogs and I could do that. Well, that was their personality. This isn't Mm -hmm. this dog's personality. She's a love in any other way, but she gets a little bit snarky when she has Mm -hmm. her food with the cat. So we're going to honor that. We're not going to push it. We we don't want anybody to get hurt. And so this is the new protocol. Now you want to go to your kennel to get fed or you go to your kennel or, you know, whatever, wherever you want to put this to have, you know, two things, things that are eating their high value, that if the cat comes into the room, the dog gets a little bit worse. And then all of a sudden, you know, you can hear the growl or the stiffness in the dog, kind of like, take a step close, I'm going to take you out. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, you have to honor that. You're the mom. Okay. Okay. And then um, she's kind of that way with other, you know, dogs. Like if we're out at a brewery, brewery or something and she's got a bone, you know, we bring bones for her to, to preoccupy her if she's. Okay, but there again, she had, oh, no, 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 you don't keep her busy. She's got to learn to just relax and hang out wherever you go. So you never bring anything that's going to stir the pot. She is just there with you and and waiting for you to finish up your cocktail or whatever. So what Uh you do, you have her on a a training collar, and this is something you're going to practice at home. What you're going to do is put your leash on, a six-foot leash, okay, just a regular collar. You don't need a training collar for this. Okay, Mm -hmm. then put three, uh, the, like three quarters of the, well, half the leash on a chair start with a kitchen chair that's solid and then sit on the leash now take Mm -hmm. your right hand and put it on your left wrist and just place it on your lap don't look at the talk about yep this called the invisible dog and so this is what you're going to practice at home so that when you go and then now she comes up into your face you turn your head and you lean forward and give her a bump with your you know your arms and just go ah all right. You want okay. her to get just lay down and zen out and hang out without anything to do. You want her to learn to chill herself out. So now when you go to the, the restaurants or the breweries or whatever, and then you're going to sit on the leash, and now she knows she just has to hang out, that she doesn't have something chronically could do. When people have their dog chronically all the time, you know, chewing on something, it creates mm-hmm. a smoking habit. They don't know how to just be still and hang out. Give me something to do. Give me something to do. Give me something to do. So the hardest mm-hmm. thing for dogs and humans to do is nothing, to just chill out, be patient, and wait. All right. So if you practice this at home, sitting Mm -hmm. on the leash and ignoring her a minute, a half minute, uh, I mean a half minute, a half hour, an hour, then she's going to learn how to chill and just hang out. And now when you take her places, she learns that she can do that. And now you're not stirring the pot by giving her something to eat and then that she has to guard when she sees either other dogs or other people. Okay. I like that. Yep. Okay. Okay, and then I got I got something else. So she, when she sees other dogs out on on walks, she loves other dogs, and she gets so excited, and she starts just kind of losing her mind. And also, when we get to the dog park, you know, we park, and then the the time between getting to the dog park, getting from the car to the the fence mm-hmm. to get into the dog park is insane. Okay, you know, it's like. I can't get her from the car to the fence. And so what, you know what we're going to do? And going crazy. And then you know what we're going to do? We're not going to dog parks anymore because you're teaching your dog to be a rev up when it sees other dogs. I'm going to mm-hmm. play. We're going to play. 
Okay, mm-hmm. and dog parts with it sounds like this, and 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 your pitties, all your bulldogs and that they play different than other breeds. They're very pushy. They're very like broadsidey. <laughs> They're very wah factor. Okay, and so because she can't, she gets herself so ever over the edge when she goes here, and then what's going to happen is that she can't go there for a while. I would say never. That would be my personal thing. She's a year old and it's party time. Whereas a year old, abusive dog start that have been going to dog parks and have not gotten ripped apart. Uh, by the time they get to be about three, about three and a half, they start taking on fights at dog parks for dogs that are too pushy because they're no longer in the party mood. From a year, like I say, under like a year, they're party. It's just like us. When we were 18, we could go drink it all night, come in, shower, and go to work on time. All right. Then we get to be about 25 and maybe we'll just go get home by two. Okay. Then we get to about almost 28, you know, 30. Well, maybe I'll come back at maybe uh, 10. And then all of a sudden we're just staying at home (laughs) because we don't want to party anymore. We're, you know, we, as we get older, we don't like that wanness anymore. Well, the most majority, there's still some people that do, but, (laughs) but that's the same thing in the dog world where you got a dog that's a year old and it's all about a party, but you have an established manners. All right. The dog is more into going to play and not listen to you when you get to the dog part. She's good. Once you get her in the fence, she's really no, 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 but you're not listening. But yeah, but that's good. good. So, but that's there. Okay, well that's good. But the thing is is that she shouldn't she should not be allowed out of that car until she settled down. And if she doesn't yeah. settle down, then you you go home. You know, you don't I'm not even going to I'm not going to waste my time. But by her trying to override you at the car like, "Get me to the park. Get me to the park." She's not even listening. Mm-hmm. You are you don't even exist. <laughs> and so is there something I can do like wait until she settles down? Oh yeah, you wait till she settles down, but it ain't going to happen. One thing that okay. I would do, I number one, I wouldn't go to the dog park cuz something's going to happen. But Anyway, uh, and if your dog gets into a fight, okay, mm-hmm. and she gets beat up, you'd think she's going to become a reactive dog that the next time she sees dogs, she's going to want to take them out instead of just yeah. let's go play. But anyway, and so the thing is, is that there's so many things you can do with this dog, and especially, you know, pits or pit mixes or whatever, since they're such a pushy dog, is that the only thing that I would strongly suggest, I would, you'd use a training collar at all with her? What's a training collar? Okay, and then you don't use one. <laughs> When you take her for walks, what do you do with her? Do you ever have a harness? I have a bunch of different collars. I have a, you know, I have a gentle leader. I have a harness, and I have a, you know, like a slip collar that okay. goes up tight by behind. How her. many pounds is she? She's forty-five. Okay, because uh, the two collars that I would either use is either a Starmark collar, the large one, or I'd use a pinch collar. Okay, the one the metal one that looks like a torture device out of the eighteen hundreds. All right, yeah. but I fit those loose. Most trainers, and if you look on YouTube, they fit them very snug and up behind the back of the ears, and I don't believe in that. That when a dog is paying attention, that whatever training collar they have on, it should be totally loose, and the hook of the leash should be resting on the back or alongside the dog. That's a is reward that a for paying attention. Is the one that fits yeah. right behind the ears? No, not, we don't want it to fit behind the ears. That's what I just said. The pinch collar, the, if you look at most trainers, they fit them that way or on YouTube. I don't yeah. fit them like that. I want them like loose. That. If I'm going to use that collar on a dog, it's going to be loose. So that is a okay. slighter pinch. And then, uh-huh. um, but yet I can get into their head to just teach him something. And so personally, I, what I would strongly recommend you do is you sign up for a training, uh, training collar, a tr- course, you know, whether you want to do it through me or whatever. So you can get, you know, some rein in and understand what you need to do to make this dog help this dog. Yeah. She's been, she's been through uh, two training courses. She's, She's done, yeah, two full obedience courses. Okay, but you still don't have control. What's that? <laughs> you still don't have control. 
You know what I mean? For you, for her not to settle down in the car, and then when you go for a walk, does she walk on a loose lead, or does she pull? She's not a loose uh, lead washer. Okay, then yet. you haven't you and the dog haven't learned much, you know. So that's the thing is that you should be able to have uh, your dog walk on a plain buckle collar with a leash mm-hmm. in your pocket, and then you have total control just by your voice. And that's something that's earned. Dogs do things for us out of respect and trust that we've earned by building a good team. And there's and that's. Like I say, it's it uh, it's it's building is what it is. So the dog looks to you for direction. But like I say, I would not go to the dog park right now. You need to work on a relationship with your dog as far as when you can go for a nice leisure walk and you don't even know mm-hmm. you've got a dog there. And you're walking together as a team. And that's because mm-hmm. most of your class, see, most of your obedient classes, they, uh, they, you know, are treat trained. And I'm not a treat trainer. You are the treat. Your yeah. verbal praise and your, your physical praise. And so, the, yeah. and no, then, I'd love to do more training with her. Yep. I, I totally believe in that. Yeah. And so I don't the, think we're done by any. Yeah. Means, but. So that's what I strongly would suggest you can set up a private class at my place or my classes mm-hmm. just have six dogs a class. Um, mm-hmm. And so you can come, you can t- come to that because then she'll learn to be around other people and other dogs. And that she, you can, you're going to get the control. So she realizes that she just has to just kind of settle down and look to you for direction. So you can check okay. out my, my, you can go to the letter K, letter T, letter K, number nine dot com and check out yeah, my yeah, classes. Yeah, your website. Okay, good. And then, like I say, I've got classes coming up. They're two times an hour and a half each. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yep. but that's the main thing, what you got to work on. But s- practice sitting on the leash, ignoring the dog so that when you take her out, that she can learn to just chill out. Okay. Okay. Okay, kiddo, take care. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Oh, everybody knows that one. What was, oh, let's see. What color is traditionally worn on St. Patrick's Day? Red, green, yellow, blue. We'll be right back. All right. Ready to roll right here. We got people holding on the line. I don't want to keep them lighting any longer than need be. Okay. What uh, what color is traditionally worn on St. Patty's Day? Red, green, yellow, blue. Hmm, I wonder what it could be. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with green. Very good. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day revelers thought wearing green made one invisible made one invisible to the leprechauns, fairy creatures who would pinch anyone they could see. That's where they're wearing oh, green. Oh, that's where it comes from? If yep. you're not wearing green, you get yep. pinched? Yep. Oh, okay. There you go. You blend in, all right? And then you know this one. What city dyes its river green? Oh, Chicago. You got it. Yep. That's coming up. That's coming up. And I, I always feel bad about that, but the animals, that's a lot of green they're drinking. It's just like, okay, well, you've been drinking green beer. You're peeing green for the next few days, okay? <laughs> yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I have a hard time dyeing that river green. Just, just take a little pool. And then and, and put put that green, okay, but not mm-hmm. the river for all the animals. But anyway, okay, let's go to the <laughs> let's go to the lines. All right, so we have Michelle on our next guest, and she has a question on leash aggression. All right, hi Michelle, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, thank you. Thanks well, th- for taking my well. Thanks question. for holding on. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, sure. So I have a 80 pound old English bulldog. Oh wow, okay. She's her name's Beatrice, and she's. <laughs> A very sweet, lovable dog. Okay. Likes to go on walks, even though she has a partially torn ACL right now. So the walks are very limited. All right. However, she has all, she's four years old. Okay. And she has always had an issue with leash aggression when we go for a walk. All right. So she, I have one of the pinch um, collars for her. All right. Um, so I don't wear it tight on her. Good. Um, or put it tight on her. Nice. And then the minute. 
we're passing another dog or she takes notice of another dog, you know, their heads pop up and you can just, you just see it. Yep. And so, and I try not to get freaked out and nervous and tense up on my side because I know they can also feel that. Yes. So I just kind of grunt at her. I'm like, no, okay. no. And I, then I just give her a quick yank okay. with the collar. And what happens? And but she still goes badass crazy. Okay. Okay. And so, and it's, you know, she doesn't do it with all dogs. I think it, you know, depends on where she is with her pooping and peeing. <laughs> okay. Um, but I just, I can't, you know, it's just, the walks do not become enjoyable. Because right. We have another dog, a Nova Scotia duck toller, Shade, who's a hunting dog. She's very well trained and she doesn't care about other dogs. Right. She just does her business and keeps walking along. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she'll feed off of Beatrice though. And yep. so I don't know. And I don't bring, I, I do not like dog parks at all Thank you. because I've been bitten by a dog um, when I was with my dog. So I am, I don't go to those. And I, I thought I would bring her to like a daycare, doggy daycare sometimes mm-hmm. um, just to get her out and with other dogs. And she does, well, I've only done it three times, mm-hmm. but she just kind of stands there. You know, there's no leads on, right. there's no collars, and she just kind of stands there and moves about amongst the other dogs, uh-huh. not trying to play with them or anything right. like that. Yep. Um, but it's these walks that are killing me. And okay. so I just, I'm kind of wondering if you have any additional insights. And I, I tried the treat thing, but that's a pain in the butt yes. to get her to sit every time. Oh, yeah. Yep. For a treat, and she does not need to eat any more treats. Yes. She gets enough of them. Yep. So, okay. you know, she's just, yeah. Okay. So, any feedback? Okay. Now, since you've been taking the two dogs for a walk, right? Together? Yeah. Okay. For a little while here, what I would do when she get things under control, I would uh, take them separate walks. So that okay. you could just control on one. You don't have to, you know, the like you said, the other one. Sometimes t- it takes an issue, sometimes not. No, you just want to be, have your sole attention on Beatrice, all right? Mm-hmm. By the way, I love that name. <laughs> Thank you. But anyway, and so um, then what we're going to do is that when what most people do when you get kind of least regression, what happens is that the dog, you know, alerts. You know, the head goes up, yep. the body kind of gets, you know, and people usually then tighten up the leash mm-hmm. anticipating a problem. All right. Mm-hmm. And so now what you're going to start doing is that when you, you know, you see, watch her and just kind of talk to her. Hey, what are we doing? What are we doing? Now, when yeah. you go for a walk now, is she walking next to you or is she out in front of you? Usually I'll have her walk close to me. Okay, good, good. Because you don't want her out in front because then she thinks she's got to take care of you. Okay. So exactly. you want her to walk nicely on a loose lead next to you. Now, let's say she alerts, you know, uh, you're not sure what you just, you haven't, it could be a squirrel. You don't, you're not, don't worry about what she alerted to, but you, she, you know, she postures, you know, the head goes up, you know, she kind of stops maybe a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now what you're going to do is you're going to redirect. You're going to go and you're going to practice this in the house. So the game gets really fun. So what you're going to do is go off your path and go touch a tree, go touch a, t- a twig, go touch. What is this? What is this? What is this? Okay. So what you're going to do is redirect her onto something else. So she doesn't stare down what she's looking at and ready to react to that. All right. Okay. You're going to re get her on something else. And what you're after here is that if as time goes on, that she will alert and then kind of look at you like, are we going to go play the game? <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas she's going to allow things to get closer and closer. But now as, if you're on the same path, it should never be person, dog, dog, person. You know, somebody's coming at you. It should always. Yeah, no, I trust me. I don't do that. Okay, I either good. end up going out to the street 
or I cross the street and go onto the other side, the okay. sidewalk. Okay, okay, fine. Okay, so but the big thing is to redirect her, and then once that person or whatever in the dog goes by, then okay, let's go. You know, want to try to stay as positive as you can, uh, because unfortunately, uh, dogs know by living with us, they know our smell when we're really happy, kind of happy, sort of happy, really mad, yeah. kind of mad, or scared, really scared. You know, and so we admit that even though we're trying real hard, <laughs> you know, to stay calm. Yeah, <laughs> is that all of a sudden you? this blast and then the dog alerts the dog too like well you're worried so maybe i need to do something about this okay and so what we got to get you to do is you're going to start playing the what is this game in the house you know whereas you put her on a leash at first and then go touch like anything at her eyesight and below okay her eyesight and below you have a leash in your left hand you know, just loose. The only reason you got the leash is so she can't wander away and not play the game. <laughs> okay. okay. And then take your pointer finger of your uh, right hand and then go touch like maybe the uh, a shoe. And what is this? What is this? What is this? Don't look at the dog. Just look at the shoe. You want her to get so curious that she's going to come up and, and put her nose where your finger is and then praise her up. Oh, look at you. That was very nice. Oh, that was very nice. Good job. Good job. Good job. Okay. And then only do what is this game three times in a row, and then we're on to something else. Sometimes you can just do it once. Uh, when she understands the game, then she doesn't need the leash on in the house. You can just all of a sudden, she could be sleeping on her bed, and you can go to something, oh, what is this? What is this? <laughs> all right? And so then she's going to get up, mosey over, like, well, let me check it out. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that's what you're going to start conditioning it to, the what is this game. And so okay. then and when you're wa- on a walk, and she's, you know, alerts, don't tighten up the collar. Just take a, a right or whatever, you know what I mean, and go to something to try to redirect her. And if she insists on like backing and still concentrate, just give the leash a tap, tap. Hey, hey, I'm over here. What is this? What is this? What is this? All right. And just build her interest so she will eventually turn around and then, you know, she's interested in you instead of what's going by. And what usually happens is in this baby step is not going to, you know, you may not see too much of a difference for the first couple of weeks. And then eventually she's going to get better and better. Do you want to hold on? We got to run to a break. Do you want to hold on? Sure. Or do you get, okay. So hold on. Okay. The next question. Okay. Uh, how many pints of Guinness are consumed each year on St. Patrick's Day? Well, 130 million, 13 billion, 13 million, or 1.3 million? We'll be back.